0: Well, hey there, Josh. Look who you got. I got Reggie. Wow. Here he is. Say hi. Hey, everybody. <laughs> hi, Reggie and Josh. It's nice this to be the film to you.
1: Yeah, that's Reggie the puppy. In the film, there's a little scene with at the start where you get to see young Will Ferrell. <laughs> that's right. And, uh... Yeah, and so the puppy needed a home after we filmed, and so I adopted this little guy, and so now I have Will Ferrell running around my house, so. Wow, that is awesome. (laughs) That's awesome. That's really good. That is awesome. Yeah, sorry. I just realized when you're like, we're going to record a little video, I was like, well, you don't want to see my face. Let me get the star's face up here.
0: (laughs) Well, I do want to to you as well. I am Lake's camera Jackson. Welcome to the LCJ Q&A podcast. You can also read these interviews at animationscoop.com. One of the big comedies of the summer movie season is Strays. I have seen it. It is wild. It's a lot of fun. It's in theaters August 18th. There are pay preview nationwide screenings on the 16th and 17th. Joining me is the film's director, who is also, if you are a listener right now in the Capital Region, a graduate of Saratoga High School, 1997, Saratoga Springs, New York, Josh Greenbaum. Welcome to the LCJ Q&A. Saratoga,
1: I love that call out. Go Blue Streaks. Nice. Uh, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Thank you. Thanks for having me, Jackson. Great Great to be on your show.
0: Ah. When I knew that you were directing this movie and you grew up in Saratoga Springs, I had to get you on the podcast. Tell me about growing up a little bit in in Saratoga. Oh, in the East. best. Yeah, the best.
1: Um, by the way, I was just there a few weeks ago. I was I was there getting my fix of my favorite Merinos pizza. I was getting Humpty Dumptys, which is a soft serve ice cream, which for those of you who, you know, don't know, I don't know why, but upstate New York, it's very common to have lots of great soft-serve ice cream. And as soon as I moved to L.A., I was like, where, why is no one eating this soft serve ice cream? Where is it? Don't we all eat it after every meal? Um, so, yeah, I, you know, had a wonderful visit. We went up to Lake George. And, uh, you know, my parents, folks still spend uh, half the year there. My mom's there full time. And I loved it. I loved growing up in Saratoga. I love upstate New York. Um, I should have had. I known I was on camera. I have my T-shirt that says "Upstate of Mind," which is a great. I don't know who creates them, but it's a great. It's got a little New York logo and yeah, yeah, um, cool shirt that I saw when I was back home one time, so I bought them. But yeah, that's so cool that you we're 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 neighbors.
0: We are neighbors. Do you remember going to movies at specific theaters in upstate New York when you were Oh, of course.
1: Yeah, we had absolutely. We had two. Well, we started with one movie theater, which was uh, one mall, which was the Saratoga Mall, Mm -hmm. which has since been demolished. Then there was the Wilton Mall. So we had two malls. You could go to the old mall or the new mall. And, you know, that's absolutely where we went and saw movies all the time and had so many memories. I mean, weirdly enough, I probably saw... I probably saw Homeward Bound, which is the incredible journey, you know, because, of course, I'm trying to think at like around what age, you know, I was probably in my, you know, I was, I don't know, nine or 10 or 11 when that movie came out. And I probably went and saw it and I'm only bringing it up because in many ways it is like the, you know, a a bit of the inspiration behind Strays uh, to an extent. Right. And it's a movie I still love. I watched I showed my daughters it recently and I think it holds up. It's very, very sweet. Unlike not that Stray's isn't sweet, but it's definitely clearly a G movie and ours is Stray's (laughs) is not not for children.
0: (laughs) Correct. It is very R, but there's a lot of heart in it as well. And we're sure. All of that, and I think uh, Capital Region moviegoers are going to love going to the theaters around here to see Strays once it opens on August 18th. I saw it at a screening in Cleveland, and it was a fun crowd for sure. I was there uh, about a week ago. So what honestly interested you in doing a hard-R Talking Dog movie?
1: That's a good question. Um, it's funny. I, it's a random. But I, I after I made my first movie, Barb and Star, mm. go to Vista del Mar, I did a fun interview with Guillermo, the wonderful director Guillermo del Toro, who loved Barb and Star. And I remember he was asking me later after we, we did the interview, what are you doing now? And I was telling him about this. And he was like, huh. And he goes, that makes sense. And I don't know what that meant, but but I liked it. Um, I think it made sense probably to him in the sense that clearly, like, I like a little left of center, a little weirder movies and ideas. Um, that excites me. And I think um, on the one hand, just the concept was exciting, right? I had a bunch of scripts to read one weekend, I remember. And there was the, you know, you get what's called the log line, right? Which is like the one sentence about what the movie's about. And I remember reading strays. Which, by the way, the email that had the script attached had a animated GIF of a small dog humping a n- n- larger dog, <laughs> which, of course, I was like, "This is already weird. What's going on here?" And then I read the logline, which you know is essentially explains that there is a sweet and naive dog named Reggie, who has a terrible owner, and he, d- you know, is left as a stray, and he teams up with a few other dogs to get revenge on Doug by biting his. Dick off i'm not sure what we can say or can't say and you feel free to ble- bleep me if i'm saying the wrong things hey
0: that's what's um, in the movie man that's what's that's in, the, in
1: movie. the movie it's the, that's movie. the it's movie you know it's, yeah so i i was very excited by it in the sense that it was like this sounds crazy um but to be totally honest i kind of anticipated that it would be sort of just a, a spoof movie right of just like okay it's taking the dog genre and just sort of spoofing it which i love a spoof but i'm I tend to want much more story and heart and character in what I make. You know, I think that's how I can do my job best is when I can hold on to something and be like, this is actually about something a little bit more, a little deeper. And so when I finally read the script um, written by Dan Peralt, I loved it. I was surprised. It was emotional and it had so many other layers to it. Of course, it had all the ridiculous outrageous jokes that you want in that type of film, but it was really, you know, at at, at its core was about, um, I guess really being in a a toxic relationship, which is what Reggie is and how do you get out of that and how your friends can help you through that. And there's all this much more kind of larger universal themes, even though yes, it still boils down to a R-rated talking dog movie.
0: (laughs) Yeah, there's a lot there and a lot of humor. You've got real dogs, voiced by these big A-listers, Will Ferrell, Jamie Foxx. They've done a lot of voice work, animated movies like Curious George and Megamind and Rio and Soul. This has a lot dirtier dialogue than what Jamie Foxx said in Soul, for sure. How was it directing these guys and crafting their voice performances? I
1: mean, it was, as you might imagine, you know, a dream come true. I mean, I there was definitely days when, you know, one of the first things I asked all of the, my cast was, can you please come and do your voice work together in a room together, because, you know, you're right. They've all done a lot of voice work, but, 99% of the time they are in a room in a booth by themselves just delivering their lines and they're often acting opposite maybe the director you know at which I certainly did but you know I'm not a professional actor Um, and so I got Will and Jamie in the room together They, they did almost all their sessions together and then we had sessions where Will, Jamie, Randall Park and Isla Fisher all came in the room together And I just ask them, just riff, listen, improvise off each other. And that brings an, I don't know, it brings it to life, right? It brings it like an authenticity. And when you have the improv talents of a Jamie Foxx and a Will Ferrell, you want to lean on it and say, just run free and, I let them overlap. You know, a lot of times they're told don't overlap your lines because it makes it hard in editing. I was like, don't worry about that. Well, like overlap is good. We'll just animate both mouths, you know, of the dogs and it'll just feel much more organic and natural that way. But it was amazing. I mean, I had probably the most fun as you can imagine shooting on set was difficult. Um, being in a room with, you know, Will and Jamie was easy and fun. And, uh, you know, there's there's such pros and they brought so much to, to the project. And you could see they really uh they really enjoyed playing off of each other, which I think you can hear in their performances.
0: That's good. And what yeah. goes into animating the mouths? Because that I'm sure that has to be very difficult. Who in which department is behind that? And, and how do you make sure it all looks good and sounds yeah. good?
1: Yeah. Um, it is a big, a big, big job. And um, I I chose to film the movie with. Pretty much ninety five percent real dogs. You know, anytime the dogs were unsafe, if, if if the shot called for something that was unsafe, we of course used a full CG dog. But I really wanted to lean into getting an incredibly natural performance, so it just feels like you're watching real dogs. But as you point out, they don't talk. I couldn't get them to speak yet, so we have to lean on our uh, our VFX department, right? Our visual effects department, who uh, we had an incredible company in MPC and Mister X, who were. We had artists all over the world, although they're primarily based out of Australia. And yeah, they would take these uh, muzzles. They would basically replace the muzzle on the dog. And we would talk a lot about, you know, watching. I mean, I I think I had to approve 1500 shots, which is a lot of shots to go through anytime the dogs talk, to watch and look at it and see, A, does it look like they're speaking? But B, is it conveying the emotion of of the scene uh, and what we need out of it? So occasionally we would manipulate the eyebrows and all the other things. But I really tried when the dog was confused, instead of furrowing their brow away, a human would. I try to get them cocking their head the way a dog does when it's confused and really just try to make it feel as natural and organic because really the only reason for that is the more real it is, the less pulled out you are during the film. And the I think the funnier it feels when it feels like, oh, these look just like real dogs because yeah. they are real dogs.
0: Right. Yeah. Dog lovers yeah. are going to love this movie. I really feel like they will. Straight Well, I
1: hope so. I'm a, I've am had a dog my whole life and as uh. I've got two now, one of whom is from the movie who I already introduced you to. And uh, yeah.
0: Amazing. Strays is in theaters August 18th. Josh Greenbaum is here with me on the LCJ Q&A podcast. There's a moment in the movie. It's in the trailer as well. People have screenshotted this hand-drawn animated moment uh, during the mushroom scene with Maggie, who is Isla Fisher's character. Who did the hand-drawn moment? How did that come together? Well, we, you know, the dogs happen to eat some mushrooms. Uh, They need
1: food, right? We all need sustenance and they're on this journey and it leads them through the woods and they happen to find some, what looks like good food and it tastes pretty good. Of course, they happen to be hallucinogenic mushrooms. So we just kind of had fun with it and said, let's get as weird as we can. And what, what might a drug trip feel like for a dog? Um, We, we can only guess. And we made a joke that, yeah, one of them, when when Hunter, the Great Dane, is looking at Maggie, um, who's played by Isla Fisher, she all of a sudden looks like a 2D animated uh, drawing. Um, and yeah, we just got some wonderful artists. Uh, we found some good references. And, you know, I think there was a wonderful show. Uh, it was an animated Lassie show that felt uh, like the right inspiration for it. A little bit of old Disney 2D cartoon, but, yeah, we just, we got weird with it. I mean, the shot right after that is a hand, uh, a rubber hand puppet of Hunter. And those are my hands that come up. And the first time we shot the scene, you know, the dog apparently starts to realize he has human hands because he's tripping on mushrooms. I realized we shot it with my wedding ring on. And then we were like, should we leave the wedding ring on? Would it be weird that Hunter re- imagines that he's married? <laughs> so we ultimately took it out. But uh, that is certainly one of the weirder sequences in the f- film. But As 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 I've already said, I I like weird.
0: Yeah, it it's very funny. It'll (laughs) play well to the crowds. So not going to spoil anything for sure. But there are two big surprise appearances in the movie. One is a voice. The other is on camera. And the two people are from another movie involving animals of that are focused on in this film that happen to be from the same studio that is Universal. How? Without naming the two people, how did you get those two people to agree to be in this movie? Well, you're right, and very astute that they are in
1: very similar movies, and both both of which are for Universal. Uh, we just reached out. I mean, um, one of whom, as you mentioned, has a voice that is very, very familiar to people. Mm. Um, you know, he has voiced some pretty big Disney characters, but he's also voiced some other dogs. And, you know, I had never worked with him, but when I reached out, he sort of knew we're kind of poking fun at, you know, he's playing the role of a narrator dog and we're making fun of narrating dogs uh, because that is obviously sort of a trope sometimes in this world of, of dog films. He was just excited. He was like, he was game. He said, yeah, I'm absolutely would love to kind of poke fun at myself and at the genre. And he's so funny. And, uh, and then our, our on-camera cameo, Just yeah, he was just game. I've been a fan of his for a long time. I reached out. I said he happened to be in Atlanta at the same time, which was very lucky. Mm -hmm. And uh, he came out and and killed it and has a very funny sort of crazy, weird cameo that comes out of nowhere. (laughs) But I'm glad, Jackson, that you recognize that he is part of why we cast him was like, oh, he's from this world. You know, if you know your dog movies, you'll recognize him amongst a million other wonderful movies. But yes.
0: He is one of my favorite actors and the voice actor guy I have met on several occasions and is a very nice guy. So awesome. I'm glad. I mean, that's very clever that you thought about this aspect and put it in the movie and Universal agreed to keep it in the movie. That was very smart. I I really enjoyed that. And I think uh, everybody who goes to see this will enjoy it as well. How do you think uh, another Universal animal friend, Ted, how do you think Ted would get along with the dogs and strays?
1: Oh, very well. I mean, Ted, yeah, Ted fits right in. Um, That's a great question. We should have had a Ted cameo that all of a sudden, maybe when they were high on mushrooms, Ted should have shown up. That would have been really, damn it, Jackson. Where were you when we were writing the script? Phase two, Um, phase two. Phase two, two, done, done. It's in, you're getting credit. Um, Thank you. No, that would be that. That would be really fun. It's funny. I re I in in making this film, you know, you kind of revisit, and you certainly think about what's come before, and obviously a thousand films have have inspired and informed how I make films and direct. But TED was a big one in that it was like, okay, this is a one of those first kind of taking in our a, a PG quote unquote genre, right? Which it's not exactly, but obviously Teddy Bears we had never seen kind of put pulled into the world of of the R-rated comedy. And um, it was great to rewatch that film because I think similar to what you said earlier about Strays, it's surprising how sweet that film is. And it's very emotional and it's about two very close friends. And so you kind of I'm always just reminded that, you know, these big, loud R-rated comedies, I think the reason they really ultimately sort of stand the test of time and hit is yes, they have to deliver the laughs, but when they work well is when they're actually there's an emotional component to them. I remember watching 40 year old virgin, one of my favorite films, and thinking like, that's eh, a pretty loud, sort of absurd title. And I think I know where this movie's going. And then all of a sudden, everything was handled, I think, with such emotional honesty and and you know, and and that just landed. And, and I all of a sudden cared about this story, even though there were all the incredible jokes and set pieces. Yeah. That we still love and quote, but, but yeah, yeah. anyway,
0: but yes, sorry.
1: Ted would, Ted would love these dogs. (laughs) Yes,
0: Ted would love them. I, I like Ted and Ted too. And they're, they're both hilarious and they both have warmth and so does strays when you get to the third act, it absolutely does. And it has some outrageous moments in that third act as well that are just insane. Before we go, Josh, What is one final message you want to say to the Capital Region moviegoers who are going to go to Regals and AMCs and Landmarks, and we have other chains and independent theaters and drive-in movie theaters around here this summer? Uh, What do you want to say to the Capital Region moviegoers who are looking to see strays? Well, please find your your
1: pack. You know, I had my pack in Saratoga, my best friends who I just hung out with, my best friend from Saratoga High School just just two days ago. And find your pack and go out and, and have fun. And hopefully... Yeah, I mean, I had so many wonderful memories growing up in that area and going to movies with all my friends there that I hope, you know, I hope to give you that same experience that I remember growing up. So I hope you all go out and see it. Hope you all love it. And uh, maybe I can get back east again. I was just there, like I said, a month ago and and, and host a screening or do something fun. That yeah.
0: Would be awesome. Next time yeah. you're around here, let's meet up. Absolutely. Yeah. That would be great, man. Josh Greenbaum, the director of Strays. It's in theaters, August 18th, preview showing 16th and the 17th. Thank you for being here on the LCJ Q&A podcast. A lot of fun, man. Thanks so much. Thanks, Jackson. I had a great time. Thank you so much. I'm Lights, Camera Jackson. For all these episodes, go to Podbean, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and Lights-Camera-Jackson.com. Read these Q&As at Animationscoop.com. Thank you for listening to the LCJ q and